We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're looking at historical dynasty ADP on Roto-Viz Radio. Welcome into Rotoviz Radio. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners at Rotoviz. I am going solo tonight, as we've talked about before. Curtis is on vacation this week, living it up at Disney. But that is okay because I think that we have a pretty good topic for tonight's show that we're going to get into in a couple of minutes. Um, I am doing pretty well, though. I have a lot of drafting going on currently, uh, actually drafting some fantasy baseball teams. Pretty rapid fire here. I have not played fantasy baseball in a long time, uh, but I am hoping that some of the things that I have learned from playing best ball in the NFL translate. Um, And just from a roster construction perspective, I can put some teams together. We also currently have an underdog draft right now going on with a bunch of the guys from Rotoviz, and currently um, I have made, let me get up my draft board here, man. Um, these drafts are already, always uh, really interesting because you can't really do like zero running back or anything like that that you might normally do because you're drafting with a bunch of Rotoviz guys. Um, at this point, Sean Siegel actually has drafted uh, two running backs to start the draft. I took Najee Harris with the with the eighth pick. Um, and then I came back with Mark Andrews. Uh, so that's where I stand. Interestingly enough, Jonathan Taylor did not go first in this draft. Uh, we'll probably talk more about this later. I think it's going to be pretty interesting, but pretty fun to be drafting with the guys on there and seeing how things shake out. Uh, more importantly, though, let's take a look at some Dynasty ADP. So last night, I started rolling forward the Dynasty ADP tool, uh, which kind of gave me the idea for this episode. If you are unfamiliar with the tool, it's a pretty straightforward concept. It allows you to choose a particular site league size, and then if it's a startup draft or rookie draft, quarterback settings, 
and look at a particular range of time for that site and see what ADP looked like. So you can go back, for example, on myfantasyleague.com, which we'll look at tonight, and see between May and June, for example, of 2015, what ADP looked like. So it gives you a way to kind of get your head around what some of the trends might have looked like um, in terms of when players were drafting certain positions or when they were drafting players. You can chart players over time, see who's been falling, uh, who has been rising, um, do a lot of comparisons. And then obviously, if you're going to be heading into some drafts, get a sense of what it might look like in a startup, see the standard deviation for players, get a sense of when they've been going earliest, when they've been going latest. Pretty useful tool. But one of the things I also like to do is I just have fun going back and looking at older years, years from the past, and seeing what, you know, like the top 10 players looked like, who were people picking to start. But then it's also a fun exercise to carry that forward and actually look at the number of players highly ranked that continued to be highly ranked with, you know, ranking being where they were going in terms of average draft position across years. Uh, So what I wanted to do in this episode was walk ourselves through um, the number of players that were in the top 20 using the top 20 as a proxy for round one pick type of player, because generally when people are talking about trading picks or things in dynasty, you're kind of using a first round draft pick as a base, uh, as like the frame of reference for many different valuations that you can do. So we're going to look at the top 20 players and in specific, we'll be looking at 2017 through 2021. So the first view that we're going to be cutting at here is just looking at the number of players that were in the top 20 in one year that carried forward to being in the top 20 the next year. So 2017 in this year, I I am going to read the names for 2017. We're not going to do this for each year, but just to give listeners a kind of a baseline of what the fantasy landscape looked like back in 2017. Okay. The number one overall player in dynasty startups that occurred in those peak draft months, not necessarily like in the peak draft months around the NFL, but in that September, like, you know, late summer timeframe, you had David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Ezekiel Elliott, Devonta Freeman, AJ Green, Melvin Gordon, LaShawn McCoy, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson, Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, Aaron Rodgers, Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, and Brandon Cooks. Of those 20 players, only 12 of them went into 2018 in the top 20 of Dynasty startups. In 2018, 13 players, one more, carried forward and were in the top 20 in 2019. 2019 to 2020, we see 12 players. Between 2020 and 21, just 10 players made the jump. So across those four different uh, year combinations, we can see that an average of a little bit less than 12 players tend to make their way from the top 20 to falling outside of that. Now, of course, this is a little bit short-sighted because we're viewing things from the binary lens of being in the top 20 or not, where maybe a player fell back to like 24, 25. 
Um, but I think that a lot of people would view somebody creeping over that point as losing their round one valuation or part of their valuation of being comprised of a, of a round one or multiple round ones. They might view that as having fallen out of contention. So the more interesting piece though, is what happens when you look out two years? Cause we talk often about how quickly things can change in dynasty. So if we cut at it from this perspective, we're going to see those numbers fall as you would expect Players from 2017 that were still in the top 20 in 2019, there were just seven of them. If you're curious, it's David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, and Todd Gurley. If you look at 2018 to 2020, eight players made it going from the top 20 to the top 20. Naturally, we see 12 falling out. And then 2019 to 2021, actually 10 players made it. So when you look at those three years, you're seeing that around eight players are actually going to make it through the top 20 um, for a subsequent two seasons. So what does it look like, though, when you go from 2017, for example, to 2020, that three-year window that we're often thinking about? The results for the years in our sample actually are a little bit better than I was expecting. Between 2017 and 2020, you do see just two players making that jump. But between 2018 and 2021, you actually see six. So after reviewing that, I decided that for the episode, I would go back and pull more data for prior years, but just to kind of close the loop on that 2017 group of players, Ezekiel Elliott is the only player that managed to go from the top 20 in 2017 all the way through to remaining in the top 20 in 2021. Now, for this exercise, we would have given him credit had he fallen out, for example, in 2019 and then popped back in, he just happened to remain in the top 20 across that entire duration. But just from that quick little analysis, I think we can see why it is a very fluid situation with those top round picks and how few players actually retain top level value for a very long time. So the practical implications of that should be pretty apparent, which is if a player has been in the top 20, they're around one pick for a couple of years, you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice if you are valuing them as a player that's going to hold that value uh, around one type of value for many years, because we just don't see guys that often holding that value uh, beyond just a handful of years. But like I said, I thought that it was important to go back and gather more data on that three-year view because I think that's the most interesting piece. And obviously, we want to look at you know two more or more than just two, two samples there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So for this exercise, I have data for my fantasy league for this for the type of league we're looking at here that go uh, goes back to 2014. I will just read the base year and how many players were still around when you look out three seasons. Uh, 2014. You had six guys from that year. 2015, you had seven guys from that year. 2016, seven year, seven guys. Um, 2017, just two, as we said before, than 2018, six. So this is actually, uh, these, these are better results than I was expecting when you look at this time horizon here. So that's actually an average of around 5.6 guys per year. Uh, but less than half of the players in the top 20, well, actually I was gonna say less than half the players generally like in the first round, but since we're looking at the 20 here, uh, we'll say, you know, roughly a quarter of players, a little bit more than a quarter of the guys in the top 20 will remain in the top 20 for two more seasons. And we'll head into the third subsequent season in the top 20. Uh, so that gives us a little bit of insight into the way that players can hold their value in dynasty leagues. I think what is a little bit more telling even than that, though, is just when you look from year to year and you see the number of guys that fall out. Um, but overall, I think that I would say this probably supports the idea of you don't want to play with a window that's too long in mind. But I think the other thing that can happen is when we're playing dynasty, even if we're not playing with that long window in mind for our teams overall, we apply a longer window normally to particular players. Um, I think that's something that people see happen or, or that's something that I, I think I see happen with people. I'm sure I have fallen um, victim to that sometimes, especially when you're thinking about moving guys off of your team. And in some level, that's wrapping up in their value that you perceive to them. But as we talk a lot about, the longer the players in the league, the less value that they have. And this really demonstrates why. Now, 
we could also cut at this just for curiosity. Uh, let's extend this to what happens if you look out into the future four years. So of the 2014 top 24 actually made their way through out four seasons. That was AJ Green, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Um, five guys actually made it from 2015. You had Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Todd Gurley. Only two players made it from 2016 forward. That was DeAndre Hopkins and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, And then from 2017 on, we only have Ezekiel Elliott. Just to read you that class because it might be interesting. Um, Oh, we already looked at that class, right? That was, and I'm calling it a class. I know it's not a class, but deal with it again. That was David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, OBJ, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Zeke Elliott, Devonta Freeman, AJ Green, Melvin Gordon, LaShawn McCoy, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Jordan Nelson, Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, Aaron Rodgers, Lemon Fournette, Todd Gurley, and Brandon Cooks. This is definitely something that I want to break down more in an article on the site so we can look at some things with positions. I'll probably expand this out so we're not just looking at the top 20, maybe split this out into different groupings. And I think that there'd be some more, even if they're not super actionable, which I think they would be, there's probably some really interesting takeaways. Uh, it's always fun to go back and look at these these years, especially if you go back and you look at the years surrounding where you may have started playing dynasty, you might see some opening things and it's just eye opening things. I mean, it's fun to kind of contrast how you would approach things now versus how you would have started back then. And you might remember some of those guys that kind of burned you um, or the guys that really worked out that maybe you weren't even expecting. Um, You might be wondering though, if we looked at the top 20 ADP in startup dynasty leagues right now, what would that look like? Um, And you can't quote me on any of this because I'm still kind of going through the process of making sure that a, I have enough drafts for this to really be meaningful. And then B that the data that I'm getting is right and makes sense. I'm pretty sure at this point it is given also what this top group of players looks like. So we have Jonathan Taylor, Jamar chase, Sorry, slight pause. Time was running out on me there, and I just drafted. Uh, who did I take? Tommy Edmond. Um, I have no idea who that is. Um, he's an infielder of some sort, and I don't even remember the team that he was on. You, you really don't care about this. I understand that, but we're going to look now because I'm interested. Um, I took Tommy Edmond. All right, he plays for St. Louis. Has an ADP of one ninety four point two. I took him at pick two hundred four. I like it. Where were we? Um, Okay. Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, CeeDee Lamb, Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Derrick Henry. Here's what I would say. Let's look out three years and talk about who's in the top 20. Jonathan Taylor, I'll say yes. Chase, yes. Jefferson, yes. Najee Harris, no. DeAndre Swift, no. CeeDee Lamb, no. Cooper Cop, no. Christian McCaffrey, no. AJ Brown, I'm going to say no. Javante Williams, 
yes. Kyle Pitts, yes. Tyreek Hill, no. Jalen Waddle, yes. Debo Samuel, no. Devonta Adams, no. DK Metcalf, no. Austin Eckler, no. Joe Mixon, no. T. Higgins, yes. Derrick Henry, no. I forgot to actually pay attention there uh, to how many guys I said, but let's just see anecdotally here. If, if I'm going through this list, do we get close to that uh, that number that we had seen? Let me count that up again. I, I, yeah, I think I've, I forget that, but I think I got to seven. Wherever I got, it was six, seven or eight, but I'm pretty sure it was seven, which falls in line kind of with what we've seen. Um, and I actually think like when you know that's what you're looking for and you look through a list like this, it's actually fairly easy to assess where they're going to be. Uh, for a running back, they pretty much have to be a player that is either generational, like a Jonathan Taylor, that you can just see how good they are. It's coming through there in a situation that it works. Even at that, it's kind of scary to say Jonathan Taylor is going to stay in there. Like if I had to put my life on that, I don't know how great I'm feeling. But for a running back, it has to be a very particular situation, almost a, a, you're better off just assuming they're not going to be there. And then for the wide receivers, I think it's got to be a player naturally that is pretty younger, but that is in, again, either super, super talented or very, very talented in a situation that works. Um, that's why a guy like A.J. Brown, you're a little bit on the fence with in comparison to somebody, say, like Jamar Chase uh, or even... Jalen Waddle, who has been in the league a few years less, and I can see accruing. I think at this point, if you're thinking about the value that a player has, it doesn't feel to me like AJ Brown's on the trajectory to really accrue more value than he is currently at sitting in there with an ADP and startups of nine. Um, I would expect that he would only fall back as we have younger players entering the league and everything that goes into that. But yeah, there's kind of your view of who those guys are going to be when we get to at this point, what's going to be 2025, which sounds absolutely crazy. So anyways, quick little episode there to send you into the weekend. Curtis preaches all the time about making a trade every day. I have started sending out much more, uh, many more offers. I'm trying to be much more diligent about that this year. Hopefully this gets you fired up for some dynasty. I am looking forward to Curtis getting back, chopping up some things with him. It was interesting today to go into an episode for the first time in a while now without any major news, which probably means that something's going to come out by the time uh, everyone is listening to this on Friday. Anyways, as always, thanks for hanging out with this week and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 